and welcome to Whiskey and Wonder. If you guys cannot tell, I am having so much fun with this soundboard. I've oh. added a couple more sounds this week. I'm sure you will hear them. So many, so many of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm Megan. I'm Tyler. And we are Whiskey and Wonder. Yeah. Where we drink whiskey and wonder. Clever, huh? Hey. Super Again. Clever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have way too much fun with that. Also, guys, I want to take this moment to embarrass Megan because... Oh, no, I don't like that. If you listened to the last episode, uh, we got oh, into a discussion. No. Just let's skip this. Skip 30 seconds ahead, guys. We got into a discussion and uh, Megan made a noise. No, I didn't. That I went back and captured and made no, it a sound he... effect. And here it comes. No. <gasps> oh, yes, uh... I got it. It is at my fingertip now, so I can play that whenever I want. Um, so just kill me now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just, just kill me. Just remember in the future, I can go back and isolate noises. <laughs> I have the power. Well, you, you shocked me with what you said to the point where you just, you broke my heart and yeah? my soul. Oh, I'm sorry. And... You guys will have to listen to the previous episode to catch the noise in real time. <laughs> um, but anyway, so talk to us about what we got going on today. Uh, so we have a whiskey that was donated by um friend of the podcast, friend of the podcast, Greg. Thank friend you, friend Greg. Greg. Have some applause. Yay, friend Greg. Um, friend Greg also signs my uh, paychecks in my day job. So friend Greg is fantastic. Yes, friend Greg, we love you. <laughs> uh, so this is a North Carolina-based whiskey. Um, it is called John A. P. Connolly Bourbon Whiskey, uh, and it is brewed in Bogue, North Carolina, wherever Bogue is. Interesting. I've never heard of Bogue. I see on the back of the bottle it says Bogue Sound Distillery. Yes. Um, that's B-O-G-U-E. Yeah, like Rogue with a B. Yeah, uh, Rogue's got a U in it. That's Rogue, R-O-G-U-E. <gasps> You asshole. Rogue definitely has a U in it. I mean, so does Bogue. B-O-G-U-E. Rogue. R-O-G-U-E. Oh, yeah. No, apparently, apparently I can't spell. I thought it was R-O-U-G-E. I am a dungeon master. I know how to spell Rogue. I'm dumb. I'm a dumb master. <laughs> uh, anyway. I <laughs> see, like, Tyler's hand keeps twitching over to the soundboard. It does. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push like, something. I, ha I have a sound effect for that, and I was like, wait, no, I don't. <laughs> Anyway, uh, talk to us some more about that. All right. So this is an American-made bourbon whiskey named in honor of John Alexander Patterson Connolly. The whiskey began when John's father-in-law transported a still from Scotland to America to produce whiskey and brandy to provide for his family and did so until his death. The still was housed in John and Sarah Connolly's barn until it was stolen by an unknown person who left just $10 in its place. In the early 1900s, the still was confiscated by local sheriff and ultimately donated to a museum in Raleigh. John A.P. Connolly's American Single Malt Whiskey is rich in history and smooth in taste. Mmm, smooth in taste. Yeah, that is All right, cool. I should uh, 
Maybe I can go back and record that one as a, as a smooth, smooth in taste. I'm sure you can. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to play with it anyway. So what kind of notes are we talking on this? Or do you want to smell it first before I mean, you give the notes? Go ahead and pour it for us. Cause okay. we know me pouring, it's going to cause the entire table to explode. So one thing that we're, we're working on in the process of is getting some like audio effects going. Um, so like when we're going to pour like first impressions or something like that, yeah. you know, so I can hit a button and it'll do that while I pour. Again, I got another cork one and I got another good cork pop. All right. I don't know exactly how much is left in this bottle, so I'm going to stop there. I, I don't know. I'm going to make sure I don't pour all of it in my glass. <laughs> that wouldn't. That wouldn't be very fair. Okay, that worked out perfect. About two fingers. Okay. Switch glasses with me because I... Okay. Yep, there you go. Megan's glass got... Gorgeous. A smidge more. Yeah. But that's okay. She's got to drive and I'm... This is my house, so... Exactly. As we went over again, I think, last week. Oh, yeah. Um. So I, I really like this bottle. I like the mustachioed man on the front. That's a... I I think that's John Connolly. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know who John Connolly is. I'm assuming some North Carolina something. I've never heard the name, so I I don't know. know. Um all right, so I'm gonna put this bottle back down here. I'm gonna give it a what are you smelling? I haven't smelt it yet. Let me I'm gonna try not to sniff into the microphone this time, guys. I I'd normally I do that. I smell wood. Definitely smell wood. I smell some citrus. Faint, very faint, but I smell citrus. Okay. Mint or something that's making my nose, uh, I don't want to say run, but it's like opening up my sinuses. I get, uh, I get wood, so like an oaky smell a tiny bit of the citrus that you're talking about and tobacco. I get some tobacco here. Yeah. See that those are the ones that I'm the subtle ones. I struggle with like wood and tobacco. I don't smell either one of those, but I don't normally smell them when I'm supposed to. Huh. Interesting. All right. So what are we supposed to be smelling? Uh, we're supposed to be smelling cherries. Um, Raisins, oak, vanilla, peach, and tobacco. So. Guys, my nose is broke. <laughs> I mean. I guess I can kind of smell some cherry. Now that now that you've said it, it does have a hint of cherry smell. Yeah, I guess that can mix in with like the citrusy, peachy-ness. I'm getting a lot of oak and tobacco. Interesting. Interesting. I need to I need to sure up my oak and tobacco and other subtle smells cuz to me those are subtle. I don't yeah. know about for your nose, but Yeah. Oak isn't very subtle, but tobacco is, I would say. All right. Well, I'm going to take a first little sippy sip here. Okay. See what I think. I'm going to keep talking while Megan sips so she can talk while I sip. 
Interesting. Interesting, huh? Okay. Okay. My turn. Um, super sweet kind of at first, kind of a, so sweet it almost made me pucker a little bit. Oh, wow. That. Um, ooh, getting, definitely getting leather and tobacco on the end, like sitting on my tongue. Very, very hard leather and tobacco. Oh, yeah. Um, honestly, leather, I'm glad you said leather because it beats what word came to mind for me. What word came to mind for you? Rubber. Rubber. <laughs> it's but, not the same thing. No, it's not. I, I I knew it was I knew rubber wasn't the right word. That's why I didn't say it, but I'm still tasting leather. I've only had that one sip. Yeah, me too. Um you're right. It's very sweet uh, on the lips. Very yeah. honestly it tasted kind of like syrup for a second. Yeah. Very syrupy. I was not prepared for how sweet it was. I wasn't and either. the sweetness goes fast. It, it's like it goes it, very it fast. Touches it and it's sweet, and then you get this tobacco leather mingly. And to be honest with you, I don't even it it got to the tobacco and leather so fast. Yeah. That I don't know what the mid notes were. Like I don't know. I, I would hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. It was I mean a second of sweet and then leather and tobacco. Yep. Maybe that maybe that's the mid maybe notes and the, the final yeah, notes. I don't, I don't know. know. Um, that's I'm gonna take in, another one. Interesting. Definitely interesting. Um man, I feel like I smoked a cigarette and I haven't smoked cigarettes since I was in high school. You're a smoker. I thought I was a cool kid. Ah. I wanted to be a oh, cool kid. Oh, you weren't. Kid. No, I was not. Sorry. Just got to throw a little shade there. Yeah. It's all right. At least you're a good person now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to all our smokers out there, I'm jesting. Stop smoking, though. Yeah, for, it's for bad real. for you. It's not good for you. Man. Um, yeah, just instant burst of sweet. Then it's almost like poof, gone, like I imagined it. Yeah. And it's... That's a very good way of describing it. Poof, it's gone. Almost like you imagined it. Um, I tasted a little bit of spice, a little yeah. peppery in the yeah. middle of that time. Um, but it, again, it, it lingers fast, uh, longer than the uh, sweet at the beginning, but it does not linger long. It gives away oh. to that leather taste. And the leather is... Definitely more overpowering than than the tobacco. Yeah, very interesting sensation. It thank is, you, uh, friend Greg. Friend Greg, yeah, absolutely. This yeah, is thank you. Based off the smell, I was not expecting this. Expecting no. this? No, not at all. Very, very fun, um, fun experience. I guess to have tasted it. Very, uh, yeah, absolutely. Very shocking. And I, um. Uh, I'll put it this way, guys. Normally, I don't. I have a taste sip, and maybe a second one, but I've had three sips of this. Yeah, so far. <laughs> um, so I, so far, I'm liking it. Yeah. All right. Very. very so interesting. What are what are we supposed to be tasting on it? Um. What are their their notes? I forgot even that that was the thing. Leather. Okay. Check. <laughs> Uh, a very strong leather flavor, almost like you have genuine leather in your mouth. Yep. Check. Um, a smokiness reminds me a lot of a campfire smell. Um, let's see, hints of wood uh, with some minor earthy qualities. Um, 
Let's see. Blah, 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 blah. And it looks like leather. Leather is the leather is the overpowering consensus. case. Okay, consensus. well, then I'd say we at least got that part right. Um, and then it's supposed to finish with little to no burn, which it was yeah. very smooth. Yeah, very um, smooth. Um, like I said, the burn's kind of in the middle and it goes away. It's sweet burn, leather, and tobacco. Yeah, and the burn is a little bit longer than the sweet. It stays yeah. a little bit longer. That's a very, very good whiskey. Yeah. I very much enjoy that so far. Yeah, we will uh, tell you more about what we think at the end of the episode and we give our final review. All right. What are you teaching me today, sir? I am going to start by doing trivia with Tyler. At the beginning? At the beginning. I don't like change. Oh, well, sorry. Uh, I, okay. I, you may actually know this one. Oh, okay. Because I know you're such a dog person. Um, do you know why dogs like squeaky toys? I want to say yes, because I think I do. But I don't want to be wrong and make myself look like an idiot. So Okay. I was going to ask for your answer, but okay. So... <laughs> Dogs like squeaky toys because it it reminds them of prey yes, that okay. is frightened I was right, or injured, <laughs> and it causes the instincts, the wolf-like instincts, to keep attacking. And okay. so, when the toy stops squeaking, it signals to them that they've killed their prey. Okay, so that's, something so that's, sweet and that's innocent. That's what I was uh, I was going with. Yes, prey. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So some I just find it funny something so sweet and innocent like it's a squeaky toy, and it's your dog like trying to kill it. Yeah, I mean, dogs are, they're animals. Animals, yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, so are we. Uh, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you can put them in a little dress and carry them around in your purse, but it'll fuck you up if it needs to. You're right. But anyway, that's a nice little Tyler nugget for you. Tyler nugget. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what I'll start calling it. Tyler nugget. nugget. Nuggets with Tyler. Nuggets with Tyler. Or Tyler nuggets or something. Uh, anyway. Okay, well, <laughs> oh, we'll that's think a, on that. That's a Tyler nugget. <laughs> I like it. All right. Um, so, our main topic today is going to be Edward Teach. Edward Teach? Yep. Do you know who that is? Nope. Is he a teacher? He is not a teacher. Okay. I don't know who this is. So, okay. He goes by a different name. But okay. I'm going to see if you can guess what his other name is by the end of the episode. Would I know him? Is he? Probably. I guarantee you've heard of him. Okay. So. Edward Teach. Okay. Tell me about him. I will try to guess his you're, nickname. You're going to get it very quickly. And to those who do know, they're probably yelling at their speakers or stereos who it is. Anyway. So I'm going to start by giving you his appearance. Okay. So, Teach understood in his line of work that appearance was very important, and he created a very intimidating appearance that drove fear into the hearts of those who encountered him. What the hell does he do for a living? Um, I'll just go ahead and tell you he is most notoriously around like the 17, 16 to 18 range. That's when he lived. Okay. So, all right, so... He was a tall man for the time. He was very broad-shouldered and lean for his height. 
He had a ferocious-looking large black beard, often braided into pigtails. He often wore dark-colored clothing covered by bright silk-colored coats, fitted with a three-brace pistol holster that hung like a bandolier. And for those who don't know, a bandolier is essentially <gasps> a sash that has spots for individual bullets or belts on the ammunition. I think is Megan, this a pirate? It is. Okay, I think I know who you're talking about. Who is it? Is it Blackbeard? It is Blackbeard. All right. Edward Teach. Oh my God. I'm glad. I can't believe I didn't know that off the top of my head. I love pirates. Yeah. Oh. So. Oh, I'm getting excited. The more I learned about him, the more I think that Pirates of the Caribbean was very, not even loosely, just a lot based off of his life. Uh, his. his uh, I would. I'm. Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm so um, excited for this episode. So. Like, oh. Um, like I said, he wore a bandolier, and for those who don't know, like I said, it's like a sash that has spots for bull. You know, you've seen him in old westerns, and Chewbacca essentially wears a bandolier. It's just not your, you know, like what we think of as a bandolier. Yes. yes. Anyway, um, but the most important aspect of his fearsome image was that he would take slow-burning fuse matches. He would tuck them under his hat, into his hair, and into his beard, and light them. And let them just burn. Oh, what a badass. I know. Can you imagine God, a sailor in, the, cool in 1700s Caribbean and this man's like coming onto your ship? And he's just smoking. <laughs> oh, looks like. Big black beard. He came from Davy Jones' locker. Exactly. Uh, one of the descriptors was that he looked like uh, he came straight from hell. That was a quote by an author. I didn't include it, but I thought that was very interesting. I am so stoked that you were doing this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about his early life. Okay. And there's not much to be said about his early life. Okay. I mean, I, <laughs> um, I mean, I get it. Not much is really known about his early life. He was uh, estimated to have been born uh, around 1860 in Bristol, England. Uh, I think they came up with that based off of his age when he died. And, um, they they assumed Bristol, England, because it was a very important, uh, I think it was the second largest port in England at the time, and it was a major part of the slave trade, and that would allow him access to get to the Caribbean. Okay, you need to say the year you think he was born again. what I say, 1860? Yep. I'm dumb, 1680. <laughs> it's, dyslexia is fun, guys. 1680, I saw that look on your face, and I didn't know what it was for. <laughs> I had to yeah, no. make sure I'm not an idiot. No. 1680. 1680. I'm dumb. 1680. Hold on. Um, that's what it just did to the story. <laughs> <laughs> that's another one of my new sound effects, guys. Uh, uh, anyway. That sound effect is primarily for me because I don't know how to talk. Uh, apparently, I don't know how to read numbers. <laughs> uh, anyway. Together, we make a whole idiot. Oh, God. You have no idea. Um, anyway. He's most often identified as Blackbeard. I'm glad you got there before I got to that sentence because I realized afterwards, I was like, I have the name right, right here. There. <laughs> um, uh, he's most often identified as Blackbeard or Edward Teach, but there's a number of different spellings for it, probably because most people were dumb and didn't know how to read and write back then. And also, uh, it's debated whether that was an actual name or just an alias. Oh, I mean, um, so Edward Teach is a pretty cool teach, name. It is. And if you think about Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Johnny Depp's dad, spoiler alerts, guys, um, the guy uh, Keith Richards played, his name was Captain Teague. Yeah. 
similar to teach. Very, very Honestly, similar to teach. I, I searched Edward Teague looking for Blackbeard. And, I, <laughs> and then it came up with the Pirates of the Caribbean thing. I was like, oh, yeah, it's not Teague. It's teach. Isn't Blackbeard in Pirates of the Caribbean, though? Like what, like the fourth movie or something? Yeah, but I don't really count anything after the third one. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, they kind of were a money grab after that. Okay, Barbosa that's came back with like a peg leg and the tip <laughs> eye patch. He was like the stereotypical pirate. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Anyway, um, uh, it's thought that he could read and write and that he may have been born into a wealthy and respectable family. Um, it's also unknown when he first arrived in the Caribbean, but author Charles Johnson claimed that Teach was a privateer based out of Jamaica during the War of Spanish Succession. Oh, so um, he was a military man turned rogue. Essentially, from what I researched about privateers, it, was, it wasn't necessarily that they were military men. It was civilians that just kind of operated as kind of guerrilla soldiers. I may be wrong oh. on that, but if okay. that's what my memory serves. They kind of were, were maritime guerrilla soldiers. Okay. Um, kind of neat. Kind of neat. Yeah, it's a very interesting, very interesting thought. I don't yeah. think it, we could get away with it today publicly. Um, countries probably do it. On the down low. Yeah, on the down low. And I'm talking like your quote unquote nice countries. Yeah. You know, you've got got your other countries that Uh, just don't care. uh, That probably do it and don't care. Um, Nice countries. So like I said, a privateer based out of Jamaica. um, The author uh, again claims that Teach possessed uncommon courage and boldness during the war. Um, and it is also unknown when Teach decided to forego privateering and to go full-on pirate, um, but something it was shortly after the end of the war, and it makes sense. You know, yeah. you lose your career, essentially, as a privateer. Yeah. What are you going to do now that the war's over? Exactly. You've been, you're either going to be a merchant, seller, or pirate. Bloody pirates. If that wasn't trademarked, I would have had that sound effect, but I don't know how to get that and how to... I, we'd probably have to like contact what is it Warner Brothers and yeah whoever did that I think Disney did that it was Disney you're it right because Disney. it's based off a stupid ride yep oh we'll never get the rights for that nope <laughs> um so let's talk about his life as a pirate yo oh, yo oh I wanted to get a sound effect like an arg <laughs> uh anyway um. Teach began serving on the crew of a Captain Benjamin, oh, that's a typo, Horny Gold. Horny Gold? Yeah, H-O-R-N-I-G-O-L-D, Horny Gold. Horny Gold, all right. Um, he was horny for gold, <laughs> as all think, pirates are. I don't think it meant what you think it meant. Oh, yes, it did. In my head, it did. Okay. Your head is a fun place to live. Oh, my head is the best place to live. Um... So uh, he served. He began his uh, life of piracy by serving uh, on Horny Gold's crew. Uh, he was a famous pirate in his own right uh, around 1716. Never heard of him. Um, and, well, around that time he was famous. Uh, soon he was placed in. Uh, let me back that up for a minute. Blah, 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 blah. Soon Teach was placed in in charge of a sloop, which is a small. Uh, it's a small sailboat mm-hmm. or a type of sailboat with a single mast, one head sail in the front of the mast and one head, one main sail behind the mast. I can't read guys. 
You want to know how I knew what a sloop is? Because you've been on a sloop or you drove a sloop? In a video game. You drove a sloop in a video game? There's a game called Sea of Thieves that is a pirate video game. Oh, nice. It is amazeballs. I was 100% thinking Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why or how, but I figured you could put in a cheat code and get a sloop. I am sure you can. I bet that's a thing. There's probably a pirate version of Grand Theft Auto modded out there somewhere. Oh, I'm Oh, that would sure. be that'd be cool. Yeah. Um anyway. So, um so uh, yeah, he was placed in charge of a sloop that had been captured uh, by 1717. Teach and Hornigold were both captaining a sloop and began raiding other vessels that they found. So essentially Hornigold and his folks had captured two ships and Blackbeard had been promoted to run yeah. the second ship. Yeah, they were getting their own little yeah, they fleet were type. Little, yeah, they're starting a little fleet, essentially. Um, around 1717, uh, they captured a boat carrying 12 barrels of flour from Havana, another carrying 100 barrels of wine from Bermuda, mm. and a vessel from Madeira. I think that's how you pronounce that. Um, and then on September 29th, Oh, sorry, bub. I just kicked my dog in the face on accident. <laughs> um, on September 29th, 1717, the two ships uh, scuttled the Betty uh, from Virginia, which was a government ship or merchant ship from Virginia. I don't remember if it was government or merchant. Anyway, um, and they only took the Madaria wine out of the cargo, which... Uh, for those that don't know, scuttling is the deliberate sinking of a ship by letting water flow into its hull. Um, since most of the cargo was ignored, some historians tend to think that this raid on the Betty was done by a restless crew without Blackbeard's permission because uh -huh. they had gotten so used to and addicted to the wine they had stolen from that previous vessel, the Bedarian wine. Yeah. And so he... Some historians think they just kind of rebelled and said, no, nah, we're going to go get this wine. You can deal with it. Huh. Okay. Um, the black beard in my head would not tolerate that. As would mine. But, you know, he was a pirate. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. he liked the wine, too. That is Why is the rum gone? Disney, don't sue us. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Teach was first documented around this time by Captain Matthew Munthy, who was on anti- Pirate Patrol. Anti-Pirate Patrol. Um, Monthly described Teach as a pirate in his own right with a sloop, six guns, and a, and commanding a crew of about 70 men. 70 or seven? Seven, zero. Okay. 70. 70. Um, uh, shortly thereafter, Teach and Horny Gold encountered... <sighs> forgive me on this name. It's S-T-E-D-E. -E. I don't know if it's Stead or Steed. Stead. I'm going to go with Stead. Stead Bonnet, a former military officer and landowner. Maybe it's typoed. Maybe it's Steve. Mm, no, it's definitely not Steve. It okay. was Stead throughout. Stead. Okay. Um, he was a former military officer and a landowner who had recently turned to piracy. And due to his crew, Bonnet's crew, of 70 people being dissatisfied with his command, Teach took over control of his ship, the Revenge. With Bonnet's permission. So essentially, Teach went and, and commanded Bonnet's ship, and I guess Bonnet went and commanded Teach's ship. 
So now there's three ships. Okay. In the okay. Fleet. They yeah they recruited Stead Bonnet joined up with them. They got a little fleet going. Okay. Um. So, like I said, three ships uh, selling under the Teach slash Horny Gold Alliance. Um, there was Teach's old sloop, uh, Horny Gold's Revenge. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Teach's. Let me start that over. <laughs> the three ships were Teach's old sloop, Teach's new ship, the Revenge, and Horny Gold's Ranger. There's a lot of R's in there. Ours seem to give me trouble today. Um, by October. Arr. Arr. <laughs> oh, guys, I love this thing. Oh, no. We've um, created a monster. By October, the growing armada had captured and added a fourth ship. There were no details on it, just that they had acquired another ship. Um, before the end of 1717, Horny Gold had been demoted from captain due to his desire to only attack former enemies from his days as a British privateer. Oh. So he pretty much was attacking French and Spanish and letting the British ships go. Oh, yeah, that's biased. Uh, it is a little biased, and his crew did not like that. They didn't like seeing loaded British shark cargo ships. Just go you know, on by. Just, yeah, sail right on by. Like, that's a payday. Just You just let it go for your personal bias, dick. Yeah. So they demoted him. Okay, good. Yeah. He will, however, um, he will come back up again. So don't forget him. I will not forget Horny um, Gold. Horny Gold. Yes. He's horny for gold. Remember that. I, I will um, not forget as hard as I try. Nobody knows uh, whether Teach had anything to do with uh, this demotion, but the split resulted in Horny Gold taking a sloop and his ship Ranger, the Ranger, uh, and he left Teach with the other sloop and the Revenge. So essentially they split the ships down the middle. Um, these two would never cross paths again. And Horny Gold retired from piracy by taking the King's pardon from Woods Rogers the following June. Okay. All right. All right. So he out on his own now. Yes. Captain Teach. Is he known as Blackbeard yet? Uh, yes, I believe he is. The first, the first, uh, writing, uh, recorded writing of him references him as... As Blackbeard? Yeah, Blackbeard. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> so on his own, on November 28th, 1717, La Concorde, uh, it's French and I don't know French. It's Concorde <laughs> with an E. La Concorde, a large <laughs> French guineman carrying slaves, was attacked by Teach and his sloop. The two ships fired broadside along La Concorde and killed several crew members and forced the captain to surrender. Uh, for the broadside, that's like the Pirates of the Caribbean scene where you think where they like lined up on two sides of the ship and just pass by it. Almost yeah. like a ship-to-ship -ship drive by. Yeah. Float by. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, they got the captain to surrender, and, and they fucked him up pretty much. Um, Teach and his crew sailed the ship to Bequia, where they outfitted it better to serve their purposes. Teach also gave the crew of La Concorde his smaller sloop and allowed them to leave. Ironically, or maybe not ironically, but funnily to me, 
the crew renamed the sloop. Oh hell, Mauvoise Recontre. Did you ever take French? Yes, I did. I took three years of French in high school. Okay, M A U V A S E. Oh, hold on, I have to type it out. I can't. Okay. I can't see it in my head. I'm I'm pretty sure it's Mauvoise Recontre. M-A-U-V-A-S-E. Oh, this is fascinating for the people listening. Uh, R-E-N-C-O-N-T-R-E. R-E-N-C-O-N-T-R-E. I'm going to go with Mavoise, Requan, Requan, Ray. So, uh... T's are silent in French. Friend Greg, who donated this fantastic whiskey. Hi, friend Greg. Friend Greg. Speaks French, so I'm sure he's going to be oh boy cussing at us. This yeah, well, I don't, episode. I don't speak French. I took Spanish, so I took French because I again thought I was cool. Cuss at her. Uh oh no. All right, well, three years of public high school. We're um, we're gonna skip that. Malvoise recontre. Recontre. Yeah, what she said. Something I don't know. It means bad meeting. <laughs> That's what it means. Um, which, if you think about what happened, it's funny. <laughs> um, as for the slaves, uh, Teach may have recruited some of them to his crew, but yeah. those that didn't want to join, uh, he left them behind on an island, and they were later recaptured by the crew of oh no, dumbass French name ship. Oh Wise Recontre. I thought he would like give them their freedom. Well, he did some, but well, those that didn't want to join him, what are you going to do? He, at least he didn't kill him. I mean, he didn't kill him, no. I just... And I will say oh. one thing about this, and, and this is, uh, I'll say it at the end. Okay. I'll say it in, at the end because I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. All right. Um, so once La Concorde, La Concorde was renamed to Queen's Anne, Queen Anne's Revenge. I know that name. And also equipped with 40 guns. Teach took it. Uh, he took command of it, and he placed one of his lieutenants in command of Bonnet's old ship, the Revenge. Isn't it bad luck to rename a ship? I don't know. I'm not a sailor. I'm almost positive it is bad luck to rename a ship. Well... I know how with this his, ends. With so. his story, yeah, it might be bad luck. <laughs> um, in late November uh, 1717, Teach and his crew attacked the Great Allen, which was a well-armed merchant ship, and after an intense and lengthy battle, uh, Teach won. Uh, Teach ordered that the Great Allen be moved closer to the shore in order to disembark the crew. And once the crew was out of the way, he ordered... Uh, for the cargo hold to be emptied and the ship to be burned and sank. Oh. Um, so we're going to fast forward now to December 5th, 1717. And this skips around a lot just because okay. there wasn't really a lot of records. Pirates aren't notorious for writing down what they did. And if they did in a journal, it probably ended up at the bottom of the ocean when they died or sank or something. Yeah, something bad. Uh, so December 5th, 1717, Teach's ship, ships attacked the Margaret near Ang, Anguilla, Ang, Anguilla. Um, 
Teach took the captain, Henry Bostock, and the crew as prisoners, but only for about eight hours. What did he do after eight hours? Bostock was taken aboard the Queen Anne's Revenge, uh, and he and his crew were forced to watch their cargo be offloaded. Uh, But once the cargo had been removed, Bostock and his crew were allowed to get back on the Margaret and sail away. He literally just took their stuff and said, okay, bye. Wow, what a what a gentleman! Pirate. What a gentleman pirate! Yeah, what a sweetheart! Yep, he didn't kill all the slaves. He hired some of them. What a cool dude! And keep in mind, he still got these long burning matches yes, hanging out of him in his hair. You got to remember that throughout this story because it's oh, so, so badass. Cool. So cool. Um. So he let Bostuck and his crew sell away and. Where did they go? Right back to where they their base was in St. Christopher Island, and he reported it to his superiors in the government. Um, in the report, he stated that Teach commanded a crew of 300 men and that he believed the ship contained gold dust, silver plate, and a very, very fine cup that was supposedly taken from the commander of the Great Island, which, if you'll recall, they just sank mm-hmm. in late November. So a couple weeks before. Um, Bostock also said that Teague's crew mentioned that they had planned to sail to Samana Bay in Hispaniola to wait for a Spanish armada delivering money to pay the soldiers. A sweep of this area revealed no pirate activity, so it may have just been false information. This guy, step ahead, potentially. Mm, so cool. So, on February 6th, 1718, Captain... Hume of HMS Scarborough reported seeing two pirate ships that matched the description of the Queen Anne's Revenge and Teach's sloop. And he was quickly joined with by HMS Seaford to track the two pirate ships. They could not find the ships, but they found where the two ships had sank or sunk a French ship. I think the correct one is sunk. Because when I typed sank, it told me it wasn't right. <laughs> it sinked. Sinked. Where the <laughs> ships had sinked a French ship. There's no proof that these ships were teach, however. They never caught up with them. I um, bet you it was Blackbeard. Oh, it definitely was. It smells like, if it smells like a duck and it talks like a duck, it's a duck. I it's, don't think that's the way that goes quite. It's not? I don't think so. Okay, well. I think it's if it walks like a duck, and if it talks like a duck, it's a duck. Tomato, tomato. (laughs) Anyway, in March uh, 1718, Teach stopped a Jamaican logwood cutting ship, the Adventure. Um, The Adventure was trying desperately to make it into port because it was taken on water. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. And so this on-fire pirate just rolls up and says, Nah. Hey, man. You want to join us? Your face, I wish, I wish, I wish people could see her face. Her face was not expecting that. Um, Oh, I just realized what I forgot to do. Damn. Okay. Anyway, sorry, Uh, guys. Oh, okay. Um, Screech. Yep. Oh, wrong one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um, he asked them if they wanted to join the crew, uh, to which they agreed. And so... 
a gentleman named Israel Hands was appointed as the captain of the adventure. Hands or Hans? H-A-N-D-S. Okay. Like hands. <laughs> just hands. Like what I just used to hit the wrong button. Um, so after adding uh, the adventure, the small fleet sailed to the Bay of Honduras, where another ship was added. And if I'm, if I'm thinking right, that's like four or five ships now, if I can count, which we all know I can't count. <laughs> Shortly afterwards, on uh, April, April 9th in 1718, the group looted and burned the ship, the Protestant Caesar. Um, over the next month or so, the fleet sailed around the Caribbean, cra- capturing ships before departing for Charlestown in what would become South Carolina. Very so, cool. Let's talk about the blockade of Charlestown. Okay. By May of 1718, Teach was at the height of his power. By this time, he had begun calling himself Commodore as well. Oh, Commodore, Commodore Teach. Schwanky. Uh, somebody got a somebody got a pay raise. Yeah. <laughs> um, in late May, Teach chose to use his fleet to block the port at Charlestown in what would become South Carolina. There was no guard ship for the port, so it was pretty easy pickings. All the ships entering and leaving the port were captured and ransacked. Uh, One ship that was leaving, the Crowley, was filled with important citizens. Um, Some of the passengers on the ship uh, included Samuel Ragg, who was a member of the Council of the Province of Carolina. Um, so these citizens were detained and interrogated about other ships in, in the port for several hours. Um, I guess Teach found out who Rag was, and he told, told him that his fleet required medical supplies, and that if South Carolina didn't provide what they needed, the prisoners would be killed, and all captured ships would be burned. Well, that escalated quickly. He's a pirate. Tends uh, to do that. Um... Rag agreed um, and had one of his a fellow citizen or someone from his office named Mr. Marks. It wasn't really clear on who he was. Um, Mr. Marks and two of Teach's crew were given two days to go and gather the supplies needed and come back. Uh, Teach moved the fleet with all the captured ships. I think it was like three, three to five leagues offshore until they could get the supplies. Um, a messenger returned to teach three days later. Remember, he gave them two days. Mm-hmm. Three days later, a messenger comes back and tells them that Marx's boat had capsized and delayed the trip. Teach responded by giving them an extra two days. And still, after the extra two days, Marx's party did not return. Uh-oh. Yeah, what happened? Uh-oh. What happened was, so when they finally returned, Marx explained that they had quickly gathered the supplies, but that the two pirates Teach had sent as escorts could not be found anywhere. When they were finally found, they were pissed drunk. They had gone drinking with friends and just been out of it for days. Bro. Bloody pirates. <laughs> um... With that being said, 
Teach kept his end of the bargain, and all prisoners and ships were released. Well, Again, damn. the gentleman pirate. Damn. So let's talk about old Beaufort. Teach also learned uh, while in Charlestown that Woods Rogers was on the way to the Caribbean from England with orders to purge the West Indies of pirates. Because of this, Teach sailed to the Beaufort Inlet. Beaufort, Beaufort. I've heard it both ways. Um, He sailed to the Beaufort Inlet on the coast of North Carolina in order to careen their ships. Essentially, careening means to ground the vessel at high tide so that repairs can be made to the hull at low tide. That makes sense. Um, Unfortunately for Teach, the Queen Anne's Revenge ran aground on a sandbar and suffered irreparable damage. Um, Teach tried to use his fleet to free the ship, but in the process, the adventure ran aground and also became damaged beyond repair. Oh no, now that's two ships. Yeah. So Teach was aware that Woods Rogers would be offering a royal pardon to all pirates who surrendered by September 5th, 1718. Uh, Teach and Bonnet, you'll remember earlier, he's the guy that his people didn't like the way he was captaining. I thought that was Horny Gold. No, no, no. Well, yeah, they didn't like him either, but... Okay. When Teach and Horny Gold were together, they got their third ship. Yep. It yep, was Bonnet's yep. ship. Okay. So Bonnet's still hanging around. I got you. Yep. So Teach and Bonnet both seemed to be willing to accept this pardon. Um, Bonnet actually left on a very small boat and headed for Bath, Bath Town, a.k.a. Bath, where he surrendered and was granted his pardon. Once pardoned, Bonnet returned to Beaufort, Beaufort, however you say that, and collected the revenge. However, he found that Teach had marooned the crew and stripped the ship of its valuables. <laughs> Bonnet wanted revenge for this and tried to track Teach, but was never able to find him. Bonnet and his crew returned to piracy and were captured on September 27th, 1718, and all but four were tried and hanged in Charlestown. Womp well, womp. Well. Some historians think that Teach wanted to see what would happen when a captain took the royal pardon, and therefore he told Bonnet of his plan to accept the royal pardon and become a privateer, which caused Bonnet to leave and take the pardon first, and Teach set him up to see how, how he would be treated. Honest, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, historians also think that Teach purposely ran the ships aground to reduce the size of his crew, and... The reading I did, I think it was more, the Queen Anne's Revenge was a pretty noticeable ship. A lot of these ships were the uh, sloops, and the Queen Anne's Revenge was a much bigger ship. I think it stuck out like a sore thumb. Okay. And he wanted to blend in more. Okay. Uh, The reason people suggest uh, they wanted to reduce his crew is essentially they wanted to Cut out how many people they were sharing the pie with. I mean, yeah. Bigger slice. Commodore Blackbeard. Exactly. Needs more money. Um, so let's talk about the pardon. So Teach marooned 25 more men on an island <laughs> after he already reduced his crew. Um, before he sailed towards Bath uh, on his last sloop. 
Um, it is not sure why this was done, um, but some historians believe it, it was potentially to stop protests um, of taking the pardon. Um, so the crewmen who ended up being marooned, the 25, were picked up by Bonnet two days later. Remember, he's after Teague, Teach, mm-hmm. Teague. He's after <laughs> Teach at this point for stripping, stripping the revenge. Um, Teach and what remained of his crew sailed on the Bath and received their pardon from Governor Eden just a few days after Bonnet had left Bath. Um, once he was granted the pardon, Teach stayed in Bath from July until August of 1718. He stayed there for a month and a half, guys. All right. Settled down. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. A Some historian settled down. Do what? A month and a half of settled oh, yeah. down. That's oof. Is that when he gets married? Yes. Some historians believe that he married the daughter of a plantation owner during this time, but I couldn't find any sources that actively confirmed that. Okay. Um, The governor that pardoned Teach gave him permission to become a privateer and the official title to his last sloop, which he then named the Adventure. Adventure, sorry. Not the Avenger, the Adventure. Um, Adventure is out there. Don't sue us, Disney. I've never seen the Avengers, so I don't know what that means. No, the adventure is out there. Up. I haven't seen that one either. Oh my god! I'm not a movie guy, people. Does anyone want to be a co-host? It it breaks Megan's heart. (laughs) Um, by the end of August, however, Teach had returned to piracy, so he made it a month and a half. I mean, hey, he tried. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he tried. I should have put a sound effect in there or something. Anyway, I'm going to get better at those sound effects, guys. Oh, we know you are. Oh, yeah. I'm going to practice. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, like I'm I said, scared. Like I said, by the end of August, uh, however, Teacher returned to privacy. Teach uh, captured two French ships and forced both crews onto one of the ships and then took the other one back to uh, Bath, telling Governor Eden that he had found the French ship abandoned. Bro, I don't know what happened. It was just, <laughs> it was sitting out there and there was nobody and I, I, I just got it. You know, I figured why, why let a good ship go to waste? <laughs> oh, why am I, why is my beard and stuff smoking? No reason. No reason. Yeah, no, let no, pat, I, I, stopped, I stopped, I stopped that. I stopped. Uh, <laughs> I, bad cigarette. <laughs> um, so he told him that the friendship was abandoned. There was uh, a court was held. Uh, with Governor Eden, uh, this guy named, oh, that's a misspelling, Tobias, not Tobias, Tobias. Uh, Tobias Knight, uh, he was the collector of customs, and it was decided that this ship was derelict, found at sea, and that the cargo, and the cargo was divided amongst Governor Eden, Tobias Knight, and Teach and his crew. I would like to pause for a minute. <laughs> and say, what a dumb name Tobias is. Really? I like the name. I have never liked that. I I always thought when I always read Harry Potter, because that's Snape's name, Tobias Snape. No, it is not. That's not his name? That is not his What's name. His, oh, no, his first name's Snape. Uh, then who do I know is Tobias? <laughs> there was somebody in the Harry Potter series that was Tobias. Right? Hold on. Anyway. You were... I'm, You're maybe fucking I'm, with me. No, maybe I'm crossing something because it's Severus Snape. Now that I think about it, I don't know who. Thank you that you knew that. There was a Tobias in Harry Potter, though. 
Um, anyway, I always thought it was Tobias. Megan's looking up who, who Tobias and Harry Potter was. I'm going to take another sip of this whiskey. Okay. Tobias Snape is Severus Snape's dad. Yes. I was not crazy. I knew there no. was a Snape named Tobias. Okay. I was super I was, Yeah, I was feeling really weird. dumb. Okay. Yes. yes. No. Okay. So, with that said, I always thought it was Tobias. I don't I don't remember when I learned it was Tobias, but it's a dumb name. I don't care who you are. It's I a like dumb Tobias. Name. Okay. Agree to disagree. Um <laughs> So, like I said, uh this essentially was just legal piratism. Uh they split the cargo amongst the governor and the customs guy and the pirate that took it. Which like I said, it's legal piratism. And I'm I'm not going to lie, guys. My supper tonight was a protein cookie and a string cheese. And I'm feeling this finger. <laughs> um, I have not eaten much today at all, guys. So I'm feeling it. Anyway, uh, shortly thereafter, Teach was uh, joined by Charles Vane, another English pirate who had flat out rejected the pardon and evaded Wood Rogers. Um, he informed Teach that he had also been evading Hornigold, who had Wait become a, a pirate hunter. What? Old Horny for Gold man is now a pirate hunter. He's still Horny for Gold. He just gets it by fucking over the people he used to run ride with. with. Yeah. Wow. What he a is, He is not ride or die. No. No, he's ride or fuck you, I'm going to get mine. <laughs> what an asshole. Yeah. Old Horny Gold. Horny for Gold. Um... The gathering of Teach and Charles Vane spooked the governors of both Pennsylvania and Virginia, even though they were gathering on the North Carolina coast. Uh, go figure. Huh. Um, they both passed proclamations that required former pilots to essentially register with authorities. Uh, the Virginia governor even went so far as to personally finance an operation by two men to track down Teach. He ordered the crews of two HMS ships to track him over land. And he gave Lieutenant Robert Maynard two commandeered slopes, the Jane and the Ranger, to join the hunt as well from the sea. I think it's safe to say this guy had a hard-on for killing Blackbeard. Uh, that's putting it mildly. A little bit. What a dick. Robert <laughs> Maynard. Of course, he's got a name like Maynard. Is there something wrong with Maynard? Yeah, it's the only name worse than Tobias. <laughs> okay, no, Tyler. I, I used to know, hey, I don't like my name either. Um, I used to know somebody that had a rabbit named Maynard. A rabbit? Yes, it was perfect for the rabbit. That was a perfect is, name for the rabbit. That is kind of adorable. It's, yes. <laughs> uh, that's the only time Maynard is, is acceptable. Shout out to Maynard the rabbit. Yes, Maynard the rabbit. Um, so Maynard found Teach and his crew on November 21st, uh -oh. 1718, but he waited to attack until the following morning. Uh, the two sloops began targeting the adventure, which was able to maneuver enough to return fire and broadside one of the sloops. When the, when the adventure fired upon the two ships, 
the Jane was heavily damaged, along with its captain, second and third officers all being killed or seriously wounded. So he pretty much fucked that ship in one go. Yeah. It was (laughs) not today, motherfucker. Jane was not a, the Jane was not a factor in the rest of the battle. It was done. Uh, The details after that are very unclear, but we do know that the adventure uh, ended up running aground on a sandbar. Some sources say that both the Jane and the Ranger both ran aground as well. Um, We do know that Teach and his crew ended up boarding the remaining sloop, the Ranger. However, Maynard had suspected this might happen and kept a large number of men Below deck. We're going to surprise him. Catch him in a crossfire. Again, to quote Pirates of the Caribbean, because Megan looks lost. <laughs> um, she's enjoying- just over there nodding her head like, yeah. <laughs> just enjoying the story. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, so they were, in fact, boarded by Teach and his men. Um, Teach and Maynard fired pistols at one another. And somehow ended up fighting with swords in which Teach was able to break Maynard's sword with his cutlass. Fuck yeah. That's badass. That's so cool. But in doing so, he got separated from his crew and basically surrounded by Maynard's men. Oh, that's not cool. Um, That's good. Maynard went to fire another shot. I don't know if it was with another pistol or if it was just he was able to reload. I don't know. Um, but while he was going to fire another shot, Teach was slashed in the neck by one of Maynard's men. Um, That was the opportunity they were looking for, and his men pounced on Teach, and when it was all said and done, Teach had been shot five times and stabbed or sliced about 20. Oh, my God. That is a killing of passion. Yes, that was, he died a painful death i would imagine oh fuck um with that being said the the flames on his on his long burning candles uh, long burning wicks ran out slowly oh um it gets worse oh it can't get much worse but it gets worse oh shit uh teach's head was then removed from his body and tied to the front of maynard's sloop and his body was tossed into the inlet and that's the end of the story oh my my God, you're you're reaching for the sound. Just I was, I was, sound. I know I was gonna do the applause, but I don't feel like it's appropriate. <laughs> I oh my God, that is so cool and so fascinating. And, I know. Uh, it was. I was when it hit me what to do. I was like, yeah, this would be great. Um, now the the spoiler I talked about earlier, potentially spoiling. Megan caught on to it really early. Throughout all of his misdeeds, he never really harmed people when he captured them or anything like that. He might, he would fire on ships and kill people that way. But if he took prison, he didn't, he released all his prisoners throughout his time, at least the ones that were documented. Gentleman pirate. Yep. I'm sure there were probably ones that didn't make it, but. Oh, well, yeah. You know. But, um, yeah, so, and the uh, other thing that I forgot, not to, uh, I, I said in the middle there, I realized I forgot something. Last week, we had talked about The Mandalorian. Yes. I meant to watch it this morning, but you forgot. You didn't? I have not seen the new episode. Oh, God. Okay, we will. 
I don't mind spoilers though. So you, we can, we can talk about it. Okay. You can discuss it with me, but everybody else, just so y'all know, I'm, it's going to be a very one-sided discussion. Okay. I'll talk a little bit. I'll talk a little bit about it at the end, just so we have the con- continuity. But okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I just didn't have time. Um. Thank you for learning me something new. You welcome. That was fantastic. Oh, I'm glad. Wow, what a good topic. Now I hit the applause button. <laughs> um. Well, you said you're feeling your whiskey. So, what do you think of it? Um. So it, it honestly, it, I was feeling it there for a few minutes. It's kind of gone away. Uh, I still have some left though. Um, I found myself throughout the, uh, when I was able to get a sip or two in there, the leather was overpowering. Yes. It was, I like, I needed, I've got a, I've got a, I'm going to say a shout out here. Mountain Dew zero sugar here. Uh, sitting here and it was something I had to like I don't have to chase it with but it was it it needed it needed something to get that leather taste out yeah I I have since finished my finger probably I don't know uh three quarters of the way through your story and now if I like smack my lips I, I can taste leather still so yeah, it's uh I just finished mine and it's the leather is it lingers. It definitely lingers. I don't mind it though. I I kind of in, I kind of enjoyed the lingery leatheriness. So, so I will say this because I think and and this to everybody that's listening that's not in this room it's a very different experience being the one teaching versus being the one not teaching. Yes. Um, like, obviously, I talked a lot more in this episode. Yes. Um, so I did not have the time to sip it. Yeah, I get that. I think I could sip this and it would be good. But I'm having to take quick gulps, almost yeah. like taking a small shot. Oh, and it's yeah. not good for that purpose. Okay. But when I was sipping it before I got into the Blackbeard stuff, I really liked it. It, yeah, I enjoyed sipping on it, and I I am enjoying the aftertaste. It's been a few minutes, and still like I go, and I get some leather. And that's that's pretty. Um, I like it. It's not bad. Yeah, I I mean um, o- overall, I definitely liked it. Like I said, I the last two times I drank, pretty much I drank half a finger in two gulps. So it was almost like mini shots. Uh, instead of just kind of sipping it. So I think that's why the leather was really overpowering really for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what would you rate it? I'm going to give it a high seven. High seven. High seven. This is something I could see myself buying again. Yeah. Or not that I bought it the first time, but I could see myself buying this whiskey. I was right there with you. A solid seven. All right. Solid seven. All right, it's pretty good. It is very good. Um, John A. P. Connolly at uh, Bogue. There's Bogue, right? Mm-hmm. Bogue Sound Distillery. Bogue Sound Distillery. You guys have got a good one there. Yeah, it's tasty. 
If you guys can't tell, I absolutely love having that power. Oh, they know it. And... They know it. I know it. The dogs know it. Um, friend Greg, thank you for yes. for getting us this and letting us try it. Thank you, friend Greg. Yes, that was thank fantastic. you so much. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, I know we've gotten a couple of other requests. Are we going to do a request next week? Or are we going to go off the cuff and um? Do we have any ideas? I guess that is going to depend a lot on um shout out to Flaviar, Flaviar. Oh yeah. Um who uh since we've asked them to uh ship to North Carolina has now started shipping to North Carolina and I take full credit for that until proven otherwise. So <laughs> let me have this. Um so I guess it depends if we get our uh our box in from them or um what but we have we have a few different uh requests requests so. and recommendations awesome yeah. well thank you guys for getting to us with some recommendations um definitely feel free keep sending them whiskey yep. or topic wise or both yeah yeah we're, let us we're know happy. what you think yell at us yeah we only have so many ideas in these noggins for topics so <laughs> um, uh we are at whiskey podcast on instagram you can find our uh, random photos of our whiskeys on there and maybe a little bit of the behind the scenes kind of fun stuff that we'll add. Yeah, I got to I actually got to get on there. You know what? Take a picture right now. Throw me on there. Okay. All right, I can do that. Yeah, so that people can see what I look like with my beard because like I said we hit 200 subscribers and I'm shaving it to a mustache or a fu manchu or something. All right. So I'll get a pic. We'll get a picture up there today of me, um, so y'all can see what I look like with Definitely. the beard. So please subscribe because I want to uh, see Tyler shave off his beard. That's I'm getting tired of my beard, but I really don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I so... look so bad with a mustache; it's not oh, even funny. Please subscribe, guys. Let's make it happen. <laughs> I'll put it to you this way: I shaved a mustache once in my life, and I left my apartment to go to exactly work and my parents house and like the grocery store and whatnot but as far as like my friends only one of them saw me with a mustache just the people that i worked with oh come on guys get us to 200 subscribers so that way we can immortalize his mustache forever like i've immortalized this <gasps> fuck <laughs> god damn it <laughs> Oh, she forgot about that. I did forget about that. <laughs> you just, ah, uh, I can feel my like cheeks getting I hot. I can, I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it! All Who right. gave you the power? All right, guys. Uh, I think that about uh, does it for this time, except for the Mandalorian talk. Yes. So uh, we will. Uh, again, we are at Whiskey Podcast on Instagram. Email us at whiskeyandwonder at gmail dot com. Absolutely. Um, um, and most importantly, don't drink and drive. Absolutely. And we're going to do a cheers for those that are signing off before the Mandalorian spoilers. Yep. So cheers. All right. All right. Now on to the Mandalorian. Now we're on to the Mandalorian here. Okay. So I can't believe you haven't watched hold on. it yet. Oh, let's, okay. let's pause. Okay. Just, well, just well, give people time. Okay. Spoilers ahead, folks. Definitely. Spoilers Definitely ahead. Spoilers. Awesome. All right. Hit me with it. I don't mind spoilers. You can spoil the whole thing. Okay. Um, so it was a. Before like you the, get into it, can I ask one question? I'm sorry. Yes. 
was the guy at the end of last week's episode in it. No, you mean Bubba Fett? No. All right, I'm confused because you said Bubba Fett. <laughs> Did I say Bubba? You said Bubba Fett. And <laughs> I meant Bubba. That's, what, that's what I call Bo. Bo is, you know, I call him Bubba. <laughs> and every once in a while, I go, what's up, Bubba Fett? I don't think I said Bubba. You definitely said Bubba. I've got the audio to prove it. <laughs> I meant. Guess what's going on at the end of this episode? Oh, no. <laughs> I meant Boba Fett. Boba Fett. I just talk. Redneck? Bad. I talk bad. I talk bad. <laughs> Um, so anyway, talk to me. What happened? So he was not in this episode, okay. um, but his armor was. Uh, I, I do think we are going to see him again. At least I hope that wasn't just a little like dangling a carrot on a stick tease for us because that would be fucked up Disney. But whatever you can do, I, you. I'm just going to pray every episode that he shows up. Can I make a, a prediction here? Yeah. For those it. that are still with us. He shows up in the season finale. Oh, I think that's what Houston thinks too. And I'm so bummed. I hope you guys are wrong. Mm. I want him to show up on like Friday's episode and be with us the entire time. He might. I would say it's 50-50, but I would not be surprised if they... I wouldn't Just either, for... But... I mean, because think about it. That's brilliant marketing. You put him in the first episode, and then people are going to watch the whole season to see where Waiting he is. Yep. And then you put him in the last one and people are like hooked. Damn. You're probably right. And that's definitely a Disney marketing scheme. Unfortunately, uh, the mouse knows all. It does. Um, so this episode didn't have a whole lot like story wise. Um, so the Mandalorian is still looking for more Mandalorians since that would kind of like uh his original lead turned out to be just the marshal. Um so he ends up taking on a passenger that's like this lizard lady thing like a bosk is she a bosk I, I don't know i don't know you know who bosk is no oh well what kind of star wars fan are you i'm a bad star wars fan i don't even recognize that name bosk is the lizard bounty hunter come on megan i'm so bad at this and i can't i apparently can't spell it either because uh, I can't spell it. Oh, it's there. It is. This dude. Show me a picture of him. That homeboy. Oh, yeah, I know him. No, not that species. No, not that species. Okay. No, more like a. Looks kind of like a gecko, like a, a a. Okay. Not a predatory lizard, like a a sweet little lizard. Okay. I'm sure people are yelling at whatever race they are, but that's okay. We're bad Star Wars fans. I know. I just have it tattooed on my body. Forever. Um, That's a sound effect. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> That's probably copyrighted by somebody. Uh, by You're Killing Me Smalls. Fuck, what is that movie? It's a great movie. The Sandlot. Movie. Sandlot. But what company did it? Universal? Oh, fuck, I don't know. It's probably Disney. Everything is Disney. Disney owns the world. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he takes this, like, lizard chick, um... He is going to take her to her husband on a planet to where they can go fertilize their eggs. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm writing down sound effects to go get after the thing. I heard fertilize eggs. Yeah. One so, more time, please. So the Mandalorian and the child take this lizard lady 
to go meet her husband on another planet so that they can fertilize their eggs. Okay. Can I interject and ask a question for a minute? Yes. What the hell happened to the black dude and the UFC chick from season one? Uh, I'm assuming by black dude, you mean, um, Moff. Sure. I don't know. What is his name? I don't know what his name is, but, um, Um, Moff Tarkin. No, no, that's (laughs) no (laughs) fucking. No, that's the old, no, that's the old dude. That's Grant Moff. (gasps) I need to go to bed. Yeah. Um. Um, fucking Gideon, Moff Gideon, not Moff okay. Tarkin, Moff Gideon. I'm assuming you mean, um, I don't remember what her name was, but she was a UFC, like she's yeah, a she's UFC a fighter. Yeah, she's a gorgeous, badass UFC fighter. Yeah. And she has the rebel. I think she's lesbian too. I don't know if she is or not, but she has the rebel um, tattooed on her. Does she really? Yeah, that's what the little like oh, mole cool. thing on her cheek is. It's the rebel. Symbol. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Moff Gideon is going to be the big bad. Like. Not that black dude. Not that the black, other black dude. The other black dude. The one that was helping him. Oh. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Where did his allies go? Uh, well, we, we know that he um, split up. Uh, from the one chick. Um, Grief Karga. Uh, leader of the Bounty Hunters Guild. Yeah, that guy. Uh, so I'm just trying to figure out, like, because if I remember right, and I haven't seen season one since it, you know, since last year, I haven't, I didn't rewatch anything to prep for the season. Um, the setup at the end was they were helping him and it seemed like they were going to be a trio, like a team going forward. And we have not seen either one of them this season. No, they both, uh, I'm, su- I'm sure we're going to meet up with them again. Yeah. I'm pretty sure IMDB, I am, I am, I am, IMDB. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they have them like, uh, listed as characters for this season. Uh, but no, for the most part, um, the Mandalorian was uh, tasked with getting the child back to his own people. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I was expecting, like I said, I haven't seen it in a while, so maybe I'm just misremembering, but I was thinking they were going to, like I said, just kind of tag along for the ride, be a trio. No. The new Luke, Han, and Leia. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Interesting. Anyway, continue with the the uh, uh episode sorry okay so lizard lady she carries her eggs around in like a backpack okay just let it happen um and the child eats the goddamn babies <laughs> i wish you guys could see my face right now i was just about to take a drink out of this mountain dew i should have waited until you had something in your mouth and <laughs> if she had waited a second it would have come flying out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, so the child eats like 
I don't know. I think we only confirm see him eat three <laughs> of the eggs. <laughs> um, but it's implied that he eats more. And like Din, uh, the Mandalorian, like every time he sees him, he's like, no. And he like, he like puts his finger, no. <laughs> it's just like me and Bo. Just like you and Bo. Yep. He's like, no, you don't eat that. That's someone's child. <laughs> just like me and Bo. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm dead. Anyway, um, <gasps> so they end up, um, they're, they can't, uh, go into warp drive. They can't jump because if they do, it'll kill off the eggs. So they have to like, oh, they got to like grandpa drive it. Yeah. All they the have to there. old school drive it to this, uh, other oh. planet, which is just one system away. Oh, okay. I was about to say what it's going to be on the other side of the galaxy. Of no, course it's it just is. like one system away. So it's, it's. We're talking like this is everyday life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, of course, it's on the other side of the galaxy. You got to drive 35 the whole way. There's going to be traffic. The weather's going to be bad. Uh, Well, he does run into some traffic. He runs into some um, uh, X-Wings. This is after the fall of the Empire, correct? Yes, this is right right as the... um, Oh my god, the rebellion becomes the I don't know the the uh sequels didn't happen. Uh no, 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 no. <laughs> Your fucking sound effect. The Rebellion becomes, it's not the Empire, because the Empire's the bad guy, they become the... The new Rebellion. <laughs> the new, the Order. The First Order. No. no that's the bad guys. No, that's Fuck. the bad guys. Um, oh my god, I am the worst Star Wars fan in history of Star Wars. I'm not gonna lie, guys. I don't think the sequels happen. Not my sequels. <laughs> um, the Rebellion becomes... The Republic. <sighs> he runs into two X-wings. <laughs> Thanks for that. You're welcome. Um, he runs into two X-wings from the Republic. Okay. Um, and basically, like his ship is janky and it's like missing shit, and so he tries to run and get away from them. Why? Uh, because he has some sort of... Are his space tags out of date? Yeah, basically. Okay. He he has some shit that's, like, unacceptable. Um, and so he, like, dips into, like, a frozen planet to, like, escape them. And, uh, he ends up, like, dodging them. And, like, it's really cool because he, like, puts the ship backwards and turns on the thrusters to, like, help slow him down and stop him. It's a really badass, like, chase scene. And then he lands on this like frozen glacier and it breaks and they fall through the planet. Wonderful. And so they're stuck on this frozen wasteland planet and um, the lizard woman's eggs are going to freeze. And so she finds like this hot spring and she goes and she's like having them in the hot spring. And uh, the Mandalorian and the child like go after her to be like, yo, you can't fucking do this and of course the fucking child sees an egg like not one of the lizard eggs but now there's other eggs like think xenomorph eggs 
the hell is a xenomorph? A xenomorph is the alien from Alien. Never seen it. You've never with Sigourney Weaver. Nope. Guys, I told you I I'm not a, a movie person. <laughs> what in the hell? You've never seen? No. You just hurt my feelings. I'm sorry. In a way that just just make the sound. <gasps> Thank you. Oh, that was the sound you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking there was like should it be an all. <laughs> I mean, that one would work too, but you just, every, every week, my heart breaks I, a little bit more. If it's a movie, I probably haven't seen it because the only movies I watch are movies I know I'm going to like, and that's the ones I've already seen. <laughs> you are the worst. I am. Okay. Uh, I'm kind of like that with TV too, to be honest with you. I, I don't okay. like change guys at all. So it's, it's an egg. It's a, it's an egg in the ground. I just, I don't know how else to describe it. I'm sorry for that banging, guys. <laughs> Megan was just picking the whiskey bottle up and placing it noisily on the table. I reached over and took it away from her, and she looked at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was trying to demonstrate what an egg is with the bottle. Oh, okay. That's what you're doing. And that's what I was it. doing. You can have it back then. Okay. So it's, and it's about this size. So it's an egg. It's about the size. Okay. Well, the child, because he's a hungry little mofo, like, <laughs> reaches in and, like, pulls out the spider thing that's inside it and eats it and then they all start hatching you know a thought <laughs> just occurred to me I actually know I'm wrong we did see Yoda eat I was gonna say we never saw what Yoda ate but yeah, we, we did yeah he ate Luke Skywalker's food yeah yeah but I wonder what he would have naturally eaten cause he started, he cooked food for Luke mm -hmm. I wonder what he cooked I mean, apparently they're like carnivores because that well, fucking yeah. kid puts anything that breathes in his damn mouth. The, but that's weird. We haven't seen him eat yet up until this episode. I mean, he tried to eat the frog in the first season. Like Did he? frog thing. I, he like stuffs it in his mouth and Mandalorian goes like, spit that out. I vaguely remember that. I'll have to go back and rewatch that yes, first season. I, you know how, my TV, how much TV time I have? <laughs> TV time? Zero. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, I'm taking, I'm turning this hour-long Mandalorian episode into an hour-long really bad recap. <laughs> That's okay. I love it. Come on, bring it on. Uh. Anyway, so these eggs start hatching, and they're these like giant spider alien-looking things. They're super creepy and super cool. And so, the Mandalorian, the um lizard lady, and the child are all like, "Oh fuck, we gotta get out of here!" And they're like going back to the ship. And like these, there's just like 50 bazillion spider aliens like chasing them and like trying to kill them and brown, 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 lots of things happen. Um, and they end up getting into their ship and they're like stuck there because there's like this giant Aragog spider is like trying to break in. Uh, and I guess it's like the, the queen spider, the, the, the Aragog of these Star Wars spiders. So hold on. Yeah. Hold on. What I'm hearing is that they combined Hoth and the Forbidden Forest. Yes. Yes. Okay. Exactly what they did. Okay. It is Frozen Forbidden Forest. Okay. With um, Baby Yoda. Yes. Eating everything. Everything. I don't feel like you like Baby Yoda anymore. Oh, no. I love him. I fucking hate children, and I think he's hysterical. I just think it's... I don't appreciate that he lacks the respect to listen to Jen when he says, don't eat that. 
That kid immediately turns around and eats it. Motherfucker. He's hungry. <laughs> Dude just told you not to eat it. And you keep going back and eating it. Where's the respect? You're supposed to be 50 years old. Didn't we? What did we establish Yoda's age was last week? 994. Yeah, but like in terms of, he was like 45. 40 something. Yeah, middle aged. Yeah. That yeah. species is weird. I, I don't think Disney read all the back notes. Um, and anyway, that's the only issue I have. He's adorable. He's the cutest thing in the entire world. He is why I can't have children because I can't tell them to do something and they turn around and like not listen to me. Like I'm gonna sell you on the black market. I don't have a child anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what to say to that. <laughs> uh, um. Anyway, he eats this egg and a bunch of spiders come out and then Aragog like Aragog is like fights trying to their like ship. Yeah, trying to get into okay. their ship, which is crashed. Yes, and they've still got these X-Wings that may or may not be looking for them. So, luckily, the X-Wings are looking for them still. And they see Aragog eating the their ship. The X-Wings come and save them. Okay. And the episode basically ends with um, the Republic, like, telling Jen that, like, you get your shit fixed. We'll overlook it this time. Oh, so he got off of the warning. Oh, yeah. Must oh, be yeah. nice to be bite. What? I'm saying if it was a black dude, he would have been arrested and put in jail. <laughs> Sorry, bad joke, guys. I, 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 um, For our foreign listeners, that's a comment on the current American. Oh, they know what it's a comment on. <laughs> they know. Hey, guys, we just got a new president, so. Thank God. I don't, we're not going to get into politics on this podcast. I... On, I did not vote for either clown. I'm not going to talk about politics on this podcast. Yep. We're going to leave it at that. Yep. Okay. Uh, anyway, so the uh, X-Wing pilots are like, you know, you get off with a warning. We saved you from Aragog. Fucking good luck. And that's how the episode ends. Okay. So we don't see the lizard wife get to um, the lizard husband on another planet. We don't know how many eggs Baby Yoda's left. ate all her eggs anyway. He's ate like 50 of them. <laughs> did you just say 50 like you were gonna say 15 and then stopped <laughs> I wonder if I can catch that sound she just made guys I don't know if y'all heard that but I did uh, it yeah, was, it I was, was trying literally to debate, a cackle <laughs> I was trying to debate between, between saying 15 and 50 <laughs> and it came out 50 <laughs> uh, anyway that's the mandalorian episode two oh, season that's two. awesome i'll have to watch it definitely um, i'm anyone who's still sticking around good on you thank yeah, you we appreciate your patronage. absolutely you guys <laughs> deserve better than this <laughs> <laughs> oh shit okay so in all seriousness um i am going to try to get them watched so yes. we can do this yes but it is hard because I'm a procrastinator. <laughs> and quite frankly, I did all this research for this today. That's all I've done today. And with my job, my, my second job, I don't have the time to watch it. I work Friday and Saturday nights, so I don't have the... When it comes out on Friday, I don't get an opportunity. Maybe I can watch it Saturday mornings. Yeah, but um, 
something. I'm going to try to make it work somehow. I'll definitely have it watched next week because it's your topic next week. Yes, it is. Um, with that being said, um, I know we have some... Oh, I guess we should have probably said this at the before we sign off. We'll save it for next week then. Okay. Um, but yeah, okay. Well, I'm looking forward to this episode of The Mandalorian, and if not just for Baby Yoda shoving eggs in his mouth oh, and, it's and looking looking at me like Bo does, like what I do wrong. Exactly. Like, yeah, I I know that all too well. Yeah. But um, thank you guys for sticking around and uh listening to me kind of flop and fumble my way through. <laughs> I thought it was good. I got a good a, a representation of okay. what's going on. You haven't seen it yet, though, so we're going to see how good of a job I do when you actually watch the episode. But uh, Well, this is true. But, but um, anyway, one last time, we are Whiskey and Wonder. Absolutely. Um, hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up on Facebook. That stuff will be in the show note. Or Facebook. Jesus email. Christ. Email. We don't do Facebook. Uh, I might start a Twitter devoted just to this. It'll okay. be like Whiskey Tyler or something like that. I'll figure something out. I'll let y'all know. Um, but yeah, until then, I want to leave y'all with one uh, one thing. <gasps> don't drink and drive. I'm going to